Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Guys With Bibles, and I'm Scott. And I'm Lee. And we are back with an episode for Ephesians chapter 5, and I think we are diving into... Lee, where are we diving into? We're starting in verse 13. Oh, snap! Mm-hmm. Moving along. We built this city. <laughs> Anyways. So... Verse 13, all the way through 21, I think we can make it today. I, th- I, I believe in what, us. Do you believe in us? I believe in the power of us. Oh, I believe in magic <laughs> in a young boy's heart. Dun, 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 dun. All right. All right. So, let's start. Verse 13. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason, it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. This ends the reading. Boom. All right. So we got a lot, a lot in here. <sighs> you think You think we'll make it after all? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm starting to second-guess myself right here. Um, <laughs> after, uh... I'm like, yeah, we could probably conquer this. Now I'm thinking, no, we cannot. There's no way. But anyways, so, in verse 13, it starts off, Paul is wrapping up what he has explained from uh, the therefore in chapter 5 all the way into uh, verse 12, um, where he's talking about disgraceful even to speak of these things which are done by them in, in secret, he's talking about the worldly opposition um, to the Christ-like nature that has now been bestowed upon you by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And now, in verse 13, he's saying, but now all things become visible when they are exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. He Everything that has 
been revealed to the dead sinner is now been revealed through the light, um, which is the power of the gospel, the indwellment of the spirit. Um, the spirit has now revealed those things that have been you have been blind to for all this time. Now everything is coming to light. Your sin, your lust, your desire, um, the things that of the world that are evil, idols, false, false idolatry, um, all those things. And I like how Paul jumps into verse 14 where uh, he is quoting from Isaiah, I believe. I'm almost positive um, that he is quoting this from Isaiah where he says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It's almost like the effectual call. You know what I mean, Lee? Like, yeah, it's, uh, so that is from Isaiah, um, Isaiah 60. But it's, it's, it's funny because it's a... Uh, it's a paraphrase. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was or not. I could have almost, I almost swore it was, but I was like, hmm, it might not be. Yeah, because he, um, he's kind of, he kind of collapses some things together, um, and then obviously makes a reference to Christ, but, uh, but it's based on a snippet from Isaiah, um, 60 verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. That's Isaiah 60, verse 1. See, I thought it was um, Isaiah 26, verse 19. Oh, Um, that's similar, too. Yeah. um, Where it was, uh, your dead will live, their corpses will rise. You who lie in the dust, awake and shout for joy, for your dew is as the dew of the dawn, and the earth will give birth to the departed spirits. Um, and then he he follows with, Come, my people, enter into your rooms and close your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until indignation runs its course. For behold, the Lord is about to come out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity, and the earth will reveal her bloodshed and will no longer cover her slain. Um but yeah, I, I definitely was not thinking Isaiah 60, which I'm glad you brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he, uh, here's, here's my opinion on it. Paul was so well-versed in Scripture, right? He was, he was in school uh, learning from the best of the, uh, of the Hebrew scholarship at his time. Yes, he was growing up a Pharisee, but he was filling his mind with Scripture. And I think he... He had a unique look, obviously as an apostle, uh, but but extremely well trained in scriptural study, to see the threads that, that call out and prophesy Christ in the Old Testament. So I think here he's he's cleverly citing, I think from both of those sections and pointing it straight to Christ and making right. it apparent. So this is, I think it's a proof of just how. Um, how Christocentric the Old Testament is. And a lot of people even refer to Isaiah as the fifth gospel. I've, have you heard people say that before? Yes. D- just because of how Christ how Christ relevant uh, Isaiah is in its, in its totality. So I think this is just one small piece of that that Paul is bringing out really, um, really cleverly and subtly uh, to try to teach us, I, in my opinion, to, to teach us that the Holy Spirit is, does point to Christ. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's awesome. And I also, so I looked looked in my footnotes over here in my Allen, and it is uh, calling, it's bringing out 51.17 and 52.1, which I'm looking up now. Um, chapter Isaiah 51, verse 17 um, says, Rouse yourself, rouse yourself, arise, O Jer- Jerusalem, you who have drunk from the Lord's hand the cup of his anger, the chalice of the reeling you have drained to the dregs. There is none to guide her among all the sons she has borne, nor is there one to take her by her hand among all the sons she has reared. These two things have befallen you. Who will mourn for you? The devastation and destruction, famine and sword. How shall I comfort you? Your sons have fainted. They lie helpless at the head of the street like an antelope in a net, full of wrath of the Lord, the rebuke of your Lord. Therefore, please hear this, you afflicted who are drunk but are but not with wine. Thus says your Lord, the Lord, even your God, who contends for his people. Behold, I have taken out of your hand the cup of reeling and chalice of my anger. You will never drink it again. I will put it into the hand of your tormentors who have said to you, Lie down, that we may walk over you. You have even made your back like the ground, and like the street for those who walk over it. And 52.1 says, Awake, awake, clothe yourselves in your strength, O Zion. Clothe yourselves in your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city, for the uncircumcised and the unclean will no longer come into you. Hmm. You know, it's funny, uh, all the all those references to wine there have some application as well later on in our Yeah, later on too. down here, yeah. And you do not get drunk with wine in verse 18, which is mm-hmm. which is kinda kinda interesting as um those passages kind of enlighten a lot of Paul's like words that he is um luring to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I just find I find that I find the Old Testament just fascinating and how Paul like He's very intricate in how he uh, he weaves this together, like a fine well, sewn and, and garment. And I, I think it's interesting yeah. his what what he's saying here in this this paraphrase that he includes. Uh, so much of Isaiah has to do with waking up or um, calling people back from the dead. Uh, you know, um, either waking from drunkenness or coming out from from uh, deadness, and right. that's obviously very much uh, um, in line with the New Testament, where we're calling people to repent and believe, and people who were dead in their trespasses and sins are resurrected to new life. Um, their body isn't dying, but their their heart is is being restored from a, a heart of right. stone to a heart of flesh, um, and so he's you know he's saying arise or awake sleeper arise from yeah. the dead and, and Christ it's almost will shine as if on they you. were asleep you know they're they're uh-huh. in their eternal sleep and now they have been woken um mm-hmm. kind of like where jesus uh kind of reminds me of the time where he did this healing and um had all the flute players you know they were making mm-hmm. their cries and wails and um 
and the mother and the father said, for she is dead, and he's like, no, she is not dead. She is just asleep. And <laughs> right. he, he asks her to wake up. Awake, oh child, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And I, it's like, boom, man. Um, back in their time, to be asleep uh, meant that you were dead. And yeah, it was like a euphemism for death. Yes, yes. It, it, was, it was a weird term that they used for, well, they're dead. They're not. They're no longer with us. For for they stinketh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lazarus. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um so as we as we move from verse fourteen, um, arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you, Paul brings in this word again. He says, Therefore, be careful how you walk. Not as unwise men, but wise men, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Now, this this kind of reminds me of some uh, Ecclesiastes and a mm-hmm. little bit of Proverbs. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Some books of wisdom is what I'm I'm getting tugs from when he is speaking right here. To be careful in how you walk. Um, that's almost as if in Proverbs where he is saying, oh, son, watch your footsteps, you know, and exactly. don't let the why don't don't be unwise like the fools, but be wise, be of, of knowledge, seek knowledge and make use of your time because time is evident and it's very it's very quick. So it goes it, life comes at you fast. <laughs> yes, it is but a vapor. And, well, and I think Paul is continuing his um like we talked about before his dichotomy here <laughs> where yes. he's talking about people that are either dead or alive, people that are either light or darkness or people that are wise or unwise. So the people who have awakened from their sleep, who've been risen from the dead spiritually, are the wise, even though they may not, uh, even though they've got more to learn, uh, they have a whole life of sanctification to undergo, but inherently, when, when you've repented and believed, when you've been redeemed from your sinful life before, you are already wiser and why are you wiser? Because you know Christ. Yep. And Christ has given you his mind. We have the mind of Christ, where Paul says elsewhere. And that that comes with maybe a small amount of wisdom. It may not feel like very much. Like as a as a young Christian, you feel kind of like you're you're groping around in the dark for, for the next place to go. You know, you're following a little bit of light. Um, but even that wisdom is enough wisdom to uh um, to contradict the world because the world hates Christ. Absolutely. And that's unwise. <laughs> <laughs> you would you would think so right now. <laughs> unwise and cosmically treasonous. <laughs> but it seems like we're in the days of Noah all over again, you know? We got the boat and we're saying, look, it's going to rain. Y'all need to get in the boat, but except we don't got a boat. All we have 
is a man on a cross offering salvation. But it's okay. You're just going to keep refusing. Then the rain's going to come. Well, the heart of stone is set on its own ideas. Yeah. And I think the more the more you try to convince somebody using your own your own logic or your own ideas to try to get them to do the right thing, the godly thing, the more they will want to set their course in the opposite direction. Like that's up to the grace of God to to get people on the ark, so to speak. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Noah could have talked until he had no voice left to tell people you should get on the ark we're all going to be destroyed there's going to be a flood and exactly. you know until the spirit moved on those people and they understood what was going on they, there was no way they would enter the ark yeah. it seems foolish to the unwise unredeemed man to seek salvation when you don't think you need it exactly yeah, yeah. and that's a good so point. backwards very and uh it, it goes without saying because many, many Christians, they feel like they're just, they're beating a dead horse and they're like, man, what can I do? And it's, and it, and it, and it falls to the, look, you have no ability to save the person. Right. Your, your words may fall on deaf ears, but it is up to God to speak through you in order to make that connection with the believer. And and this is what, what baffles me when we get into uh, theological disagreements with people about chosen and non-chosen, you know, mm-hmm. sheep and not goats, or, you know, thorns and th- or tares and wheat, you know? Mm-hmm. We get, look, you're either, we're established in the very beginning— before creation, written in the book, had your name written down, and you were planted, and God says, no, don't don't pick the wheat yet, because you're liable to tear tear the weeds out with pull with the wheat. Yeah. With the wheat. And uh you're liable to tear the wheat out while you're pulling the, the weeds. And uh he says, No, let them grow together. That way you can you can see them for who they are and understand who is mine and who is not. Because once yeah. they are fully grown, it's very visible and apparent. So, folks, And then I'm the sorry. right time will come for them to get separated. Exactly. We are to preach the gospel no matter what to every tribe, tongue, and nation. Doesn't matter. We're to preach until we're blue in the face. We don't know who has been chosen from the very foundations of the world. But our our gospel message, the gospel message that Jesus Christ has given us to preach and proclaim, is what is going to call and regenerate that sinner mm-hmm. that is within that field. That is the call that they are needing. You know, it's funny. The it's more not, and the more scriptural it is, the more foolish it sounds to the world, and the more attractive it will be to those who are being impressed by the Spirit, which exactly. is so counterintuitive to anything we would ever consider. But that's what is promised, right? Exactly. And that's really what happens. We don't need to dress it up. In fact, you know, <laughs> it's 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 foolish um, or the stench of death to the world 
um, but it's the aroma of grace and peace to those who are being drawn by the Spirit. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely, it's baffling. Yep. So you want to talk about getting drunk? Oh, let's get <laughs> let's get chocolate wasted. <laughs> All right. Well, we're so gonna make getting, the most of our so, time, and we're gonna drink a lot of bourbon. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say anything about bourbon, right? It says nothing about bourbon, so bourbon is actually good. It says, do not get drunk with wine. Well, I don't like wine, so I guess we're good here. So, um, looks like uh, everything else is a go there, Lee. Yep, all good now. Cheers. Good. <laughs> Cheers. No, uh, I, it's, I, it's, interest, it's interesting. So, he says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation. Uh, I'm actually going to look it up in the ESV and see what it says in that because uh, I'm using my my uh, Silverline right now, and uh, I'm going to my Nasby Silverline, but I want to double Ooh. check. Uh, ESV uses debauchery for that is debauchery. Oh, does it? So uh, I find that interesting because. You know, there there's a there's a, a sizable um, part of Christendom that that would say that drinking wine itself is a sin. Right. Um, I I find or that drinking difficult. period is a sin. Yeah. Right. Um, some people have even contended that drinking coffee is a sin too, and will refrain from drinking coffee. Um, so people are sin and, and we know this. Who doesn't like coffee? <laughs> You need prayer, buddy. <laughs> People are really good at drawing lines that Scripture hasn't drawn. Right. And there, and it, it's all been done through Americanized Christianity. Mm-hmm. So, we have... You know, that, that kind of thing is what the Pharisees did with their own, with their traditions of the elders, uh, which right. actually, uh, I don't know if... I don't know if uh, the listeners know this or not, but that tradition of the elders that is mentioned in the Gospels, that should actually have a, a capital T and a capital E because that, that's an actual body of work that was being taught in the yeshivas at the time and, it turns out, is still being taught today. So um, the conservative branches of Judaism are very much today uh, contemporary Pharisees. They're following the same traditions. And the whole point of the traditions was to kind of build a fence around the law so that if you don't violate these traditions that the teachers say, then you can know that you aren't you aren't violating the law, you know? So, like, if, if you follow the rules for the Sabbath that say that you can't flip a light switch, for instance, then you can be sure, if you follow all those rules, that you haven't broken the Sabbath. And yet, by following those rules, inherently, you have broken the Sabbath because <laughs> you're making right. you're making work for yourself when it should be a day of rest. Exactly. And, and sometimes I I I grieve for the church at different times and on different subjects because I feel like uh, over time we've uh, accumulated certain traditions like this that say, you know, even though this isn't a command in Scripture to not do something. If you do, if you obey this rule, then you can know that you haven't broken it. Well, no, you know you haven't broken it if you haven't broken it. <laughs> right. You, you and don't I, have I to feel like us. we have we have made the Sabbath way too difficult. Yeah. 
I feel like or, man man has made it so difficult it's impossible to follow. Yeah. Either we've made it too difficult or we recognize We're that some other folks have made point. it too difficult and then we don't observe it at all. So we've right. gone people go it seems to go either direction. Either yeah, you, you make either it super complicated. Yep. Or too far right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's and Jesus is probably talking to both of them going what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably looking at us going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> we don't know, you know. This isn't laid out, and I am confused. You know. Now, you know what is interesting is uh, I think what Paul's saying here about not getting drunk with wine, uh, maybe a little bit, um, maybe may have rocked the boat a little bit at the time, because wine was the primary drink for anybody. Right. There's yeah. a lot of dirty water in that time. It was easy to get sick on water, uh, and there wasn't much else to drink except for Aquafina. grape juice of, of various ages. Yeah, yeah. it's not like you could go down to the corner uh, gas station and buy a smart water or something. You know, you were stuck with smart what you had. Smart water is actually bad. Did you know that? Yeah. I've heard the that. The level's yeah. too bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's terrible water. Terrible yeah. water. It's not good but for yeah. you. Um. And so he's telling them to, you know, do be careful, uh, don't get drunk, you know, because I'm sure it would have been very easy to have gotten drunk back then. I think they would have had to have drunk, had more wine to drink than you would today. Um, studies uh, into history have kind of said that the alcohol content of first century wine was considerably less than the alcohol content that's in contemporary wine. Um, right. But the fact still remains you could get drunk on it. Um, and I'm sure there were people who built their entire lives around getting drunk. And that is not the call of the gospel because, as he says, that's dissipation. It's debauchery. It's right. sort of um, destroying yourself. You're, you're uh, selling yourself out to your basest uh, temptations or desires um, to just get away, to right. disappear, or, or, or to uh, or remove your inhibitions. You know, to act right, badly and to have an excuse for it. You're lusting after drink, you know, mm-hmm. to to intoxicate the body. Mm-hmm. You want that feeling, that that uh, uncontrol. Mm-hmm. You know, the loss of yeah. control is what you you desire. You desire to lose sense of care, is what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to sw- to switch everything off. Yeah. And we can do that in a lot of ways. You know, you can do that without alcohol. <laughs> you know, literally. We have, yeah. We have lots of ways to do that. Um, we have some a lot are of more ways. subtle than others. In today's society, we have more than enough ways to shut that oh, yeah. part off. So uh that's yeah. for another episode. But uh, so uh, you know, I can't say that it's wrong to to choose not to drink. That's not. I, that's obviously not wrong, and it, based on your conscience, if you've had an issue with alcohol in the past, then by all means, don't don't drink then. But yeah. at the same time, I don't. I don't believe that's a rule that you can make for everyone because the 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 prohibition is on drunkenness, not drinking, and those are not yeah. the same thing. And I also don't condone um, like when you are out with uh, um, either you're discipling or. Um, you're associating with a person who is 
obviously struggled with this issue. Mm, right. I highly, I highly advise you to stay away from adult beverages um, mm-hmm. while you are with them. You are in to, a discipleship uh, control, situation. Control yourself in order to prevent them from stumbling. You shouldn't um, entertain the the opportunity. Mm-hmm. For them to see you doing it to make them think that it's okay um, for them well, to I, entertain. Yeah, it. I think that situation is kind of similar to the uh, the description of the of the weaker brother issue that Paul yeah. brings up elsewhere, where uh, you can you, you can we all know that that idols don't exist; they're just pieces of of metal or wood that people have fashioned. And if they make a sacrifice to an idol, what even is that? It's still meat. But if you have a brother and you sit down to dinner and and he knows that the meat that you're about to eat was sacrificed to an idol earlier in the day and it hurts him, then don't eat it. Just eat vegetables yeah. then. Yep. It's not it's not saying that you should only eat vegetables then because somebody has been offended by this at some point. But when you're with him, don't offend him or make him stumble. Um, don't use your liberty as license to uh, to make other people stumble or question um, question their faith, question their devotion. Um, we have to use we're I, we're called to use our liberty wisely, right. and not and not be destructive um, because we want to do what we want. Absolutely, that could be sin too. <laughs> Very. We're surrounded by sin <laughs> on all sides. How long, oh Lord? <laughs> How long? <laughs> Thank you, Calvin. All right. We're about at the 30-minute mark. Um, we didn't get as far as we thought we would, did we? We did not get as far as we thought we would. <laughs> I think we can save the rest for another episode. So, Lee, where can they find us? They can find us on the internet in so many places. Guyswithbibles.com, that's our website. You can read our blog archive there. You can also listen to episodes Um you can listen to audio of past episodes on there. You can also go to various social media pages. We we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group and a public page. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Gab at Guys with Bibles. You can also email us directly at guyswbibles at gmail.com. Uh, when you go to the website, if you go to the navigation, uh, you can also sign up for our newsletter there. And... Of course, you should go to our show notes and uh, catch the link for the Bar Network. Uh, There's so many, so many good shows, Uh, fellow shows hosted by great brothers and sisters on the network. Uh, So you should use your free will to choose a podcatcher app and subscribe to all of these shows. You will not be disappointed. Awesome. Awesome. All right, everybody. Um, Stay tuned. Uh, keep a lookout for the next episode to come and we will see you later. We're guys with Bibles and we're out. <laughs>